Have you ever had the uneasy feeling that you were being watched, maybe even followed? You were outside in your front yard, attending to your, your lawn, your flowers, and you felt like this car that was passing by, for no particular reason at all, was just staring at you as they were driving by. Maybe they slowed down a little bit, just a little bit more than usual person walking by, just walking through the neighborhood, trying to get to his destination, is he really just trying to just get somewhere, or is he trying to get to you? Is he staring at you funny? Is he watching my every move? You start to feel a sudden panic, and you wonder to yourself, what, what if he is? What if he's, who is this person? What, what do I do? Would you call the police? What if it happened to be the police that were actually after you? Well, unfortunately, for one Fresno man, it was all too real for him. He believed that the Fresno Police Department were out to get him. In today's episode of Strange Talk, we will go into the story of John Lee. inside his burning home with stab wounds back in January. He later died at a hospital. Investigators called his death suspicious because it appeared someone intentionally set the fire at the Van Ness home. The coroner later determined the wounds were self-inflicted. Prior to his death, Lang gained social media attention by posting that he feared Fresno police were trying to kill him. John Lang was a man from Fresno, California who claimed the Fresno PD were corrupt and running a scam, and he took to Facebook posting comments on his findings. I discovered a local law enforcement had been running a license plate scanning scam, where Fresno cops would scan license plates at retail store parking lots, Save Mart, Vons, and Home Depot, in lower income neighborhoods. After collecting hits of violations, they then would pull the unsuspecting drivers over a few blocks away from the store location in a marked police vehicle claiming they simply came across their vehicle through routine driving patrols. This unethical and possibly illegal activity was simply motivated by profit and unfairly targeted Fresno's poorer residents. I also discovered the Fresno Bee was sharing chat log data with Fresno law enforcement of Fresno citizens who were critical of local Fresno government and Fresno law enforcement. Lang regularly posted evidence of corruption on Fresno's local news site, Fresno Bee. His IP was logged by an insider on the site, which gave his address to the police. This is when all the trouble began. Needless to say, the police weren't too happy with him reporting their corrupt ways. Why would the police want to break into John's home? John claimed to plant incriminating evidence in a way to set him up and tarnish his reputation, or to scare him into not saying anymore, even claiming that they tried to break in and plant child pornography on his hard drive. Taking to Facebook again, he was following a group which called themselves the Fresno Cop Watch, stating, Imagine a police officer dressed in his official uniform pulling up in a police cruiser. Imagine the same police officer or detective telling a group of co-workers of the accused or other folks that said person is a bad guy who is under investigation for the crimes of child pornography 
when cops would like their help in putting a really bad guy away. This would be a no-brainer for most reasonable people. There has long been a belief in law enforcement circles that if someone is guilty of something, then helping that process along by fabricating evidence is completely acceptable. Lang even goes on to explain that the local internet services may also be involved, and Sid cites a cover-up scandal involving a member of the Fresno PD and a 16-year-old girl, which a few other activists had previously tried to out. I'm also fairly certain that I figured out how Fresno law enforcement handled the actual access and internet distribution of the offensive material. Let's just say, the feds should reinvestigate all child porn cases in Fresno where AT&T internet service provided the internet service, especially cases where the accused had a conflict with the city of Fresno or high-ranking city of Fresno personnel. Other elements are simply handled by planting various elements of false evidence here and there once they enter a residence. This is why Fresno Alley was so determined to get a search warrant for an official home entry in my case. As I've mentioned in the past, Fresno PD had already illegally and secretly entered my home, copied my hard drives in order to get a good game plan for the eventual false arrest. There also appears to be a pattern here. Anyone who has ever talked publicly about, accused, or discussed Jerry's dire supposed sex scandal with a 16-year-old girl has found themselves in some type of legal peril within a few short years. Of course you could say this is all make-believe and just the ramblings of a tinfoil hat-wearing paranoid madman, but if you were to search John Lang CCTV footage and the shit you see does seem a bit fishy to say the least. In one video, you can see a black van pull up with about four to five guys and they slide the door open while holding what looks like a camera, but not just some handheld camera but one they used to film movies with. John Lang posted this video onto the group chat. He followed, and many of his followers believed it was a thermal imaging camera used to pick up heat signatures to see if anyone was in his home. On January 16th, at 7.33pm, John posted again, but not with his usual rhetoric of police corruption, but with a warning. If I turn up missing or dead tomorrow, remember this van. He then goes on to explain that through his security cameras he can see two men get out of the van and walk to his backyard for no apparent reason. He never called them. They have a carpet cleaning name and John says that he called the number on the van and the person he spoke to says that he has no idea what he's talking about and that he's called a residential home. Later that night, John posts one more post at 10.48pm. Anyone want to crash my pad tonight? Must be a legal gun owner. I think the bad guys may come and get me tonight. And that was the last they heard from him, as John would pr be pronounced dead the next morning, with what the coroner say were self-inflicted stab wounds to his back, then later retract their statement, saying to his chest, Now you can believe me or not, it's fine. And for the curious, do a quick search of John Lang, of Fresno, California, and you can see for yourself. Either way, this is all just some strange talk. Thank you for listening, and a special thanks to the artists Devil Music and Daniel Birch for musicals featured in today's episode. Strange Talk is a bi-weekly podcast with new episodes every other Saturday. If you'd like to share a topic, you can message me on anchor.fm or send me an email at strangetalk at outlook.com. Thanks, and stay strange.